Well, good morning, Christ Chapel. So glad to see you. Hello to uh, those of you at the West Campus Hive and then obviously Converge and anybody on the internet campus and a special hello to the South Campus as well. It was wonderful uh, being with you last night at the Beast Feast and hopefully some of you are guests from the Beast Feast and you come back and chosen to be with us on a very special uh, Sunday. This is Outreach Weekend and so it's a very special Sunday as this is uh, Outreach Sunday. South Campus is the first one you've ever had so I hope you enjoy that. Uh, as well. Now, with it being Art Reach Weekend, some of you that have been a part of Christ Chapel, this isn't your first Art Reach Weekend. Uh, there are really usually two responses to Art Reach Weekend. You you either say, "Oh boy," you know, you, you just can't wait to come and and see the art and and hear just this eloquent sermon and things like that. And then some of you go, "Oh no, <laughs> is he going to try to make me artsy?" Is he gonna try to convince me that I need to, to, to take up painting or, or pottery or something like that? And that is, is not the goal today. Certainly, I don't think that I would be able to do that because honestly, I don't really consider uh, myself uh, an artist in, in any way. Uh, being Art Reach Weekend, I was trying to get into the, the creative mood and the creative spirit. And I found this thing online that was very inspirational for me that I thought I would try at home. And I was just gonna show you. Uh, this dad challenged his kids to draw him sleeping so he could have a nap. <laughs> I was like, that's a creative way to do art reach at home, right? Obviously, my create, creativity and creative gifts are, are lacking in many ways. So what I've done is I've invited my friend, Jerry Daniel, to come and help me. Jerry is an elder here at Christ Chapel and has been here so long that Jerry and Sarah, uh, his, his wife Sarah, helped Christ Chapel put on a Y2K party. That's how long they've been here. Do you, That's right. You remember that. That was before my time. I do. The world did not end that weekend. The world did not end that weekend. That's right. And they, were, they were ringing in the, the new year there uh, with the church. But Jerry's been on the elder board uh, for a couple of years now, but they've been a part of the church for about 25 years. And I consider him creative. He is our elder over worship at Christ Chapel. He's one of 10 elders that we have. And so I consider you creative, which is why I invited him to be a part of this kind of presentation in this sermon. Uh, but I don't know, do you consider yourself creative? Well, first I saw that you had that slide. That's the true dad joke, right? That is a literally. true dad joke, literally, yes. Yeah, so actually I don't consider myself an artist. I consider myself an artiste. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding a bit. Uh, I'm not a visual artist, but I uh, am a musician, have always uh, sort of been attracted to music. So from that perspective, I, I think I'm creative in that element. So trying to help balance Cody out here, bringing some of that to the table. I need a lot of balance. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and it's, I wanted him to have his perspective because one of the things uh, that he has done is really help drive this entire uh, weekend, which is honestly really meaningful for me because I never considered myself creative actually until I came to, to Christ Chapel, which we'll talk a little bit about uh, later. But I wanted, Jerry, since you have kind of set up the entire weekend, wanted you to tell the folks, like, what is the goal or the vision for this year's ArtReach specifically? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been my privilege to be the chairman of ArtReach this year, and there's been so many people involved, volunteers and staff that have put together the weekend, and you see how creative that is. But um, what... What I've seen over the years at, at uh, ArtReach has been inspiring, but 
on my heart this year was to reach to those who don't think they're creative. Um, you may be sitting here today thinking this doesn't have anything to do with you, but I'm here to tell you it does. And so Cody and I are gonna talk about that today to, to let you understand how God has made you and you have a purpose, and that is to be creative in some fashion. So that's my heart for that. Yeah, th this is certainly a wonderful weekend to lift up the artists that we have and, and support uh, all the creatives that we have in, in our church that, that feel that they're creative, but we also want to, to reach literally those of you who say, I'm not creative, I'm not artsy, and let me tell you, the goal is not to make you artsy. The goal is to connect you with our creator. That, that's why the subtitle of your sermon, if you wanna go ahead and take out your sermon notes and turn to Genesis chapter one, that's page one, if you're pulling out a blue Bible. And uh, because we're gonna start where our creative God started. You know, we, that's one thing, no matter how creative we're gonna be at Christ Chapel, we're gonna continue to push creativity because we believe our God is creative, but we're always gonna start with the foundation of scripture. We're never, we're never gonna toy with that. But what we want, want you to do is to seek him through art. That we can connect with our creator through art. And so the goal today, as I said, is not to make you an artist or to make you a painter or a sculptor, but we want you to find a connection with your creator because honestly, if, if you don't connect with God through creativity, you are missing a connection with God because creativity is at his very core. And when we connect with him through creative means or creative ways or creative avenues, then we find a new, a new side, a new, a new angle to God that we can, we can love, that we can appreciate, that we can adore. So we want you to seek him through art, and hopefully today that helps so that you grow deeper in your uh, affection and more expansive in your connection with God, Because at the very beginning, if you look at Genesis 1-1, it says, in the beginning, God created. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there. Because something that struck me as Jerry and I prepared for, for this sermon was created or creation, what, what God did. That is the very first verb in the Bible. Now, when you think about that, all the things that we talk about that, that God does throughout Scripture, um, he, God loves, God, God serves, God redeems, God, do, God heals, God does all of these wonderful things, all these wonderful verbs, but the way that he chose to start off Scripture was he created. At, at the core of his being, he is a creator. He is creative. And we see all the different facets of his creation as we go throughout those different days. Remember, day one, God creates light. He has the idea for light. Day two, he creates the clouds and water and atmosphere, all, all those things that, that surround us. Then day three, he creates uh, land and plants and vegetation. Uh, day four, he creates almost kind of like the galaxies, the sun, the moon, the stars, uh, the planets. Uh, day five, the fish and, and the birds, which, uh, you know, that's probably not how he created those two. Uh, maybe a different, different picture there. Um, but uh, then uh, day six, he creates uh, animals and humans as well. And I just think this picture is so funny. Uh, 
I, you know, if you remember the creation story, uh, remember, God creates uh, Adam, and then he, all the animals come before Adam, and then it says a helper wasn't found who was suitable for him. And just imagine that, that's Adam, you know, kind of nuzzling up to this ox, and he's like, God, I don't think this is gonna work. He's like, I got you. Let Cody, me create I don't e. know, Cody. I think we're, we learned that God moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> Jerry, I think it's your turn on there. Okay, great. And that wasn't your line. On that note, no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to uh, be reminded of God's creation, but I'm actually more excited about what happens through the rest of Scripture. From Genesis all the way through Revelation, we see that God has inspired men to write in very creative ways. He uses a metaphor, he uses storytelling, he, he uses poetry, he uses parable. It's a creative way that he's trying to reach us with deep truth. It's not just a dry operations manual that you would read to put together some furniture. It's a creative way to reach us. And so I'm challenged uh, by understanding that scripture is the way God is wanting to communicate with me. He does it creatively, speaking to my heart, not just my head. Yeah, and, and what all he, everything he's done, as, as you talked about with scripture, even all of those pictures that we talked about, everything that he created was created to glorify him. It points back to him that causes us to adore him, to look deeper into who he is, to draw closer to him. And that's really the goal of ArtReach because ArtReach is based on the desire to reach up to glorify our creative God. That's the point of the whole weekend, and I've gotta say that explicitly because uh, if you talk to any of our artists, their goal, our goal, Jerry's heart I know as well, is, is that you would glorify him, that we would see these things and not glorify the artist, although we wanna celebrate the, the gifts that he's given them and the hard work that they put in, but ultimately it points up to God and, and reach up to him. And, and Jerry, you, you were involved in the very first art reach, I think, which was eight, 18 years ago. Yes. And so I wanted you to tell us kind of what was the heart behind it starting and what are the, the overall goals for art reach? Yeah, we've been privileged. Some of the people who were part of that uh, very first art reach in 2002 are still here and still involved. But what a lot of people don't know is it took three years to get to that point. So even though we're celebrating the 18th year, it's more than 20 that the idea came and was germinated. So you, you have in your outline, the, the goals are still the same. And I just wanna remind you of that because they have remained the same. So here they are, you'll see them in your notes. They haven't changed. Number one, it's to highlight beauty in multiple forms to spur our worship of our creator. It's all about glorifying him, really about glorifying him. Uh, second, it's to encourage Christian artists to create by highlighting their God-given gifts. And so when you're out in um, the venues today and see the art, that's literally what we're trying to do is to lift up the Christian artist to show them their expression as something that, that, the, that can help us, that can inspire us. Thirdly, uh, it's to help believers explore ways in which they can connect to our creative God. Cody said, the first thing we know about God is he is creative. How do we connect to him? Art reaches to help us do that, to help us find ways to do that, to explore ways, to take risks. That's what today's about also. And then lastly, it's to reach those who don't know Christ through our creative art expression. We live in a world that is often uh, put up roadblocks to the gospel. Well, I think that the arts can be a way that we can have a roadway back into that 
And so we need to think about as Christians, what is our role in the arts? Because it's a way we can reach others. And that's what we hope to do today. Yeah, but even to reach others, it starts with uh, reaching into ourselves, connecting with God ourselves so that we capture his heart uh, to recreate us to recreate uh, individuals, because that's what he does when he makes us new. You see, in order to reach up and glorify God, we must reach in and embrace our, our God-given identity. You have to understand your God-given identity has a creative facet to it. Uh, in Genesis chapter one, verse 27, if you just kind of go, go past all the days that we talked about there and go specifically to the time when God created human beings, it says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female, he created them. So obviously he, he emphasizes this, he created us, but he created us in his image. Now, when you talk about the, the image of God, it's so extensive, it, it goes so deep, and sometimes can become very uh, esoteric. But it, basically, it means mind, emotion, will, but also in all of those things, we have the ability to create. That's why he mentions that verb so much when he's talking about how he created us in his image. That as male and female, we have a, a desire, an internal desire, but also the capacity to be creative in our world, to make things new, to give things order, to create things that draw beauty, all of those wonderful things that, that, that God did. It's, it's the way that we reflect uh, his character. And you had some thoughts on the image of God as well. Yeah, I think you're right when you say we talk about the image of God. It's sort of an esoteric concept, but really when you, I wanna boil that down to something that's easy to understand for me, and that is, the first thing we know about God was he was creative. He created art, that's the first thing we know about him. But the first thing we know about man or woman is that we are made in his image. We're not made to look like him physically, but we're made in this creative image. And so I'm really struck by this, when God spoke, in the passages of Genesis 1, we see that the beautiful things in the world happened when he spoke. But when he made man and woman, he breathed into them. It wasn't just a speaking, it was a breathing. And from that breathing, we become full of his breath. And from that idea is we now have the breath of God in our lives to therefore exhale that out into the world. So it's an amazing concept that he spoke into things, but he breathed into us. So he invited us now to sort of co-create. We're not equal with him, but we become his image bearers. God is invisible, so how do we see God on the earth? Through us, we are his image bearers. God breathed for us to exhale into the world. That's how I see it. So if we understand that our identity is to reflect our creative God, I also understand that there are probably some barriers that we all have, especially if you don't consider yourself uh, creative. And so what we wanna do is just address some of those kind of excuses that we often make that hinder our connection to a creative God. And so I've had these before, I'll, I'll admit. And so I wanna add, that's why I told you I was gonna invite Jerry to help us out. So I'm gonna tell you the excuses that I've come up with okay. uh, throughout my life and I want you to uh, address those. So the first one is, I don't have time. I don't, I don't have time to create I don't have time to even appreciate creative things. I'm too busy. 
Life is too full. Yes, it is true, we're all busy, probably too busy, but I also believe that this is probably the most common trap for me and my, on my life, and maybe for you in the Christian walk, is becoming too busy. You may have read uh, C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters, and there's something about there when the demons are conspiring against humanity that they say, just keep them occupied or busy, keep them distracted, and that will keep them from serving the Lord. I think there's something to that. So we can become, we, we have a lot of things to do, but we can com- become too busy. Here's what I think is interesting. Irrespective of how, how much money we have or what our social status is in life, we all have 24 hours. It's the great equalizer. So we have to decide how we're gonna use that time wisely. I know I waste time uh, in my life and then say I'm too busy. I have to reconsider what I'm doing in my life. Am I wasting time that I could be putting towards creative efforts? So it's a trap, it's easy to fall into. Yes, we're busy, but uh, don't waste your time. Think about this one. It's worth, it's yep. worth taking the time to try to connect with our creative yes. uh, God. Okay, well, what if I tell you that, and you'd certainly say this is true, my wife would definitely say this is true, that other people are more creative than I am. Yes, Cody, more, people are more creative than you. Yes. <laughs> I know, I'm no. telling you. No, uh, I think about this. It's probably true, no, in fact, I know it's true, that there's someone else who will always be more creative than you. You know, there's only one world's best at something, so I'm gonna say, Cody, lower your expectation. You do not have to be the world's best. But Jerry, everybody gets a trophy. Not when I was growing up. <laughs> That's how it was when I was growing up. Yeah, different generations. Um, so lower expectations, you don't have to be the best. It's really, uh, there will always be somebody more creative than you. And I think if you should go into that, you should know there's going to be, that's not the point. It's not really the point. Uh, you may have come today and even been intimidated by the amount of talent uh, in the artists. Uh, there's, we have 200 artists across all three campuses. Uh, we've had about 200 musicians involved over the Art Reach weekend. Uh, there's a lot of talent here, and it's not to make you intimidated, it's to inspire you. In fact, you may be wondering what this panel is behind us. Uh, one of our artists who uh, is at the Fort Worth campus, her name is Julia Simmons, and she works in wood, and she also is a musician. So I wanna tell you a little bit about this panel because it's an inspiring thing. She's not here to say, hey, look how good I am. She's to inspire you. So this panel is a four-panel, uh, politic uh, panel, which is the, the world, the map of the world. But if you hone in a little closer, which we're gonna have a slide on that next, here's what Julie has done with this. She has carved music notes into this entire panel. Now, Julia is a singer and she grew up singing and this is, her inspiration from this was from Joseph Haydn, wrote an oratorio in 1797 called The Creation. So on this wood panel, Julia has inscribed every note from the first movement of Haydn's creation. Now, that's creative, but don't let that intimidate you. That's who Julia is and she's expressed that in the way that she knows how to. Yeah, I think, I think one of the points that I take away as I've thought through that of other people are more creative than I am is don't let it hinder you, let it inspire you. And you, yep. you mentioned that. Friday night, we had our ArtReach concert where our CCM team, they, all, they wrote original songs. They wrote five original songs that they've recorded uh, on, on an album. And that was, their, that was their album release. The album was called uh, Lift My Eyes. And it was a great album. It was a great night. They expressed their hearts before every song of how they came up with this, what psalm. This was all based on the psalms. And uh, you could use that, or you could uh, listen to those of how they use the scripture 
to there, therefore sing the song. And what it, was, what it did for me on Friday night was in, inspire me. I've been singing their songs uh, all weekend long. So it inspired me to connect with God. It doesn't make me shy away from him or even expressing uh, my, my love for him or affection for him but it actually propelled me to do that even more. So yeah, I certainly highly recommend that you grab that. It's very, very catchy songs. Yes, available on all the streaming platforms. Sorry. Yeah, you're doing I the info, infomercial there. Yes, uh, available on all streaming platforms. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, but I, I definitely recommend that you, that you get that because um, it, it certainly inspires you to connect with the creative God and it's them using their gifts. So don't let, let me say that one more thing on this. I, I think there's a, another trap First one is we think we're too busy. The second trap is we compare ourselves to each other. And this is a dangerous trap, I think, particularly in the Christian walk. One of my very first jobs out of college was I, I got to take a crazy hard test to trade stocks and bonds, a securities license. And one of the requirements after I passed was to go get myself fingerprinted. I had to go to the police station to do it. It was sort of an unusual experience for me, but I had to go get my fingerprints. And what I was struck then, and even to this day, what I'm reminded by that is my fingerprint is like no other person on the planet. I don't know how that can be. This small space is different than anybody else's. So if God creates my fingerprint to be uniquely different, doesn't he do that for us creatively to be different and to be unique? We're a fingerprint, we're unique. We shouldn't compare ourselves, we're meant to be different. God wants that, it displays his glory of who we are when we are different and unique, like a fingerprint. Well, that leads me to, to my next kind of excuse because uh, what if people don't like different? What if, what, if people, what if other people don't like the way that I express my creativity that's different than what people normally accept? Well, then it's first gonna end up on Twitter. It'll be the first <laughs> thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, but. This is where I, yeah, there's a lot of trolls trolls out there, absolutely. A lot of people won't like it, but really, you have to sort of uh, buck up and think about, it's really not about them, but really, it's not even about you, it's about him. I'm reminded of Psalm 19.1 that says, the heavens declare the glory of God. They do that automatically. They're not waiting for other people to to affirm that, they do it automatically. Uh, There's even a worship song we sing a lot where it says the word that, If the stars were made to worship, so am I. Um, Every painted sky canvas of your grace, if creation obeys you, if everything exists to lift you up, then so will I. And I think of Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord. You gotta stop listening to the people around you. It's not about them or you. It's about him. Yeah, it's definitely worth the risk, which we'll get into uh, in the application as well. But hopefully when you embrace your creative identity, then you will connect with our creative God and fulfill his purposes. that's, That's what we really want you to do is reach in and embrace your identity that you were created in his image so that you can connect with our creative God and therefore fulfill his purposes. Uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship. We are his creation. He created us, just to, that's why we've connected it back to Genesis 1, Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Created in Christ Jesus to create, to step into those good works, to create and reflect him, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk 
in them. We were created to do good works and we're now recreated to connect unhindered fellowship with our creative God and therefore express his character as we are created. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a Bible nerd, and so I, I love this passage, particularly for the original language of what this word is, uh, workmanship really means. Um, the idea is we are God's workmanship. Sounds like it's a work thing for me, so I like the original. It's more the idea of a masterpiece. We're God's masterpiece, but really the Greek word is poema, which is where we get our word poem, of course. So we are God's poem. We are his art. So what's a poem supposed to do? Is that esoteric? Maybe so. Not just to do things, but what's it say? Created in Christ Jesus. So we are God's work, his artwork, to carry out the inner desire of Christ. What was the inner desire of Christ? To bring glory to the Father. That's what we're created to do, art, to bring glory to the Father. Yeah, and, and so if we are going to fulfill all the goals of ArtReach, that we are going to support our artists, that, that we're gonna continue to, to reach out to affect culture, all the wonderful things that ArtReach began with 18 years ago, then that begins with you. You've got to get involved in this. And so we wanna tell you a little bit about how to do that because our goal was to reach everyone today. We want to celebrate our artists, and we certainly want to do that and lift them up, but we wanted to reach everyone today to, so that you would reach in and understand your identity so that then we could reach out to others and ultimately reach out to God. So I wanna give you some application, and I think you're gonna find uh, that the application is creative. You won't find that out until you fill in all the blanks, so you might wanna do that. But the first one is this. We want you to enjoy beautiful things around you. Yeah, and so for me, that means to be able to even start there, I gotta put my phone down, okay? That's not my creative source. I gotta put my phone down, because I need to look around me. When I was a kid, they, uh, the schools took us, took us to a place called Safety City. We had to ride our bikes around to figure out how to navigate the town. And I can remember that they would stop us at a railroad track, and it was stop, look, and listen. And I remember that even as a child, that this was important for me to be aware of my surrounding, to stop, look, and listen. So for me to enjoy the beautiful things around me, I need to stop, I need to look, I need to listen. That's where I begin. And it kind of goes back to that excuse that I don't have time. But uh, one of the things we wanted you to do is to find uh, ways to connect with our creative God even throughout your day. I'll, I'll give you an example. Everybody has to go to the grocery store at least every once in a while. Now they're delivering groceries to your front door all the time. But you go to the grocery store every once in a while. And I'll tell you, one of my favorite places to go in this utilitarian task of you just gotta go gather groceries is to go into the produce section. And I, I love specifically the, the produce section at Central Market. It is unbelievable how creative our God is in produce. I mean, I, I mean th think about it. All of the different shapes, all of the different colors, all of the different textures, the overpriced squash. I mean, you know, it's all there. But just walking through and you just go, oh my gosh, you know, there are 18 types of apples. And part of that, you know, that, that relates to the creativity of God, but also the creativity of human beings. 
that they think about, let's mix this and let's mix this to make this sweeter, to make this better for this, this specific kind of food or, or, or whatnot. I love the produce section, and I know that I'm weird, but it's an everyday place that you go that you can stop and look and listen and connect with our creative God and just go, praise God, praise you. You are a creative God. You get the praise yeah. for all the things that you've done. I agree with you, Cody. You are weird. No, oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks. Second, we want you to invest in artists, including those in the next generation by supporting them. Invest in artists by supporting them, and that includes supporting the next generation of artists as well. Yeah, and I, I wanna say something on this. I've been to the, uh, had the privilege of serving on some nonprofit boards that had artistic bents to them. So if you are a person who really doesn't think that you're a creative or artistic, you may be able to pour into an organization that supports the arts. Um, I, I think that the arts can be a dark place in the secular world, but I believe it's because the Christians have left that space. So it's time for us to put our light back into that darkness, and that may, may be one way you can do that. Yeah, another way to support folks is to, you know, we have a lot of photographers in our church. Let them do your family portraits, or let them do senior uh, pictures or, or whatnot. Invite somebody over to help you uh, decorate or cook or uh, have somebody paint. We have plenty of painters that are here. If you want something to paint, let them paint. Like, it, there are so many ways to support even the artists that we have inside of our church. But one of the new initiatives really driven by, by Jerry this year was to help uh, support the next generation of artists. Uh, for the first year ever, we now have connected all of our children's ministry at all the campuses to participate in outreach, and so if you have children in children's ministry uh, today, then they are there looking at a piece of art, and this, this art is done by an artist named Jen Norton. Uh, the, the piece is called This is the Day that the Lord Has Made. Now, the reason why this piece specifically was actually chosen by Jerry was because Jen Norton was a very quiet child, a very, very quiet child. In fact, so quiet that they thought that she had some learning disabilities. But what they found was she didn't have any creative outlet. She didn't have any way to express herself. So she wouldn't talk. She wasn't going to be the life of the party in the traditional sense. But once she picked up a paintbrush, she was she was creative and very expressive, a very expressive person. So we want to draw that out of your children in the children's ministry to say, come on, express yourself, express uh, who God is to you, maybe even through painting or art. Yeah, and just one quick thing to add to that is uh, I'm a parent of a very creative, uh, musically talented daughter. For my wife and I, we had to be cognizant to develop that gift rather than to squash it for our own aspirations for hers to develop that. So if you have a creative child, find ways to foster that and develop it. God's put their fingerprint on them for a reason and you're help, you'll help steward that. Yeah, so invest in artists. Then next, explore your own creative interests. This is, my, where, this is maybe where you might start backing up a little bit. You're like, Cody, you told me you weren't gonna make me artsy. I'm not trying, explore your own creative interests. Yeah, and, and clearly this can be risky because when you put yourself out there, there's some vulnerability. Uh, but my philosophy is you can't change the culture by just thinking about it. 
You need to get out there and do it. So take the risk, be vulnerable, experiment with things. You don't have to be the greatest at whatever you start with. Just try some things. God wants you to be creative. Try some things. Yeah, before I came to Christ Chapel, I would have never told you that I was creative. I, I married a very creative uh, gal named Jen, and uh, my wife is super creative. She, I, I always told people, uh, the double portion of creativity that she was given was stolen from me. Like, I didn't have a creative bone in my body. She plays piano, she paints, she draws, she writes music, super creative. But, but me, no way, until I came to Christ Chapel. And what I realized was I just didn't have my medium. And what my medium is and where I enjoy being creative is putting together sermons and putting together services. I absolutely love it. I feel like I can express who God made me to be, and thank you for bearing with that and bearing with me, but through my sermons and through these services. So, but I had to explore these creative interests, but you, church, Christ Chapel, has been a part of supporting me exploring my own creative interests, and that's what we wanna do as a church, is support you to help you explore your own creative interests uh, as well. Now next, we want you to inspire others by sharing your creativity, by encouraging and evangelizing. Yeah, so I think today you see very clear that all the artists here, they've offered their talents to help inspire you to consider what your talent might be. If you talk to them out there, they'll tell you that. They wanna inspire you to find your gift. Uh, my wife also is one of my inspirations in this. Uh, she, didn't take up, she took up painting after our daughter went to college. So you can start things later in life. And what she's done that's very inspiring to me is she uses this now to encourage people. She'll send cards when there's a death or there's a birthday, joy, pain. She now uses this to, as an art. So it's, she's using her art to encourage people. That inspires me to figure out what I need to do. Yes, she is super creative and has encouraged Jen and myself with, with her cards. And so uh, it's a great way to encourage, but also evangelize. Uh, art, it, I read this quote by Chuck Colson. He said, in a post-Christian culture, those who blend artistic gifts with Christian faith can help lead us back to a biblical worldview. Art creates a conversation. It's this kind of neutral thing that's out there that can begin a conversation. And we need more Christian artists in our world to have those conversations that are equipped and informed with biblical truth to have those conversations so that, Lord willing, they can build that bridge just be able to share Christ. That's, that's, that's the art reach part of this, part of that, that heart, is to reach those who don't know Jesus. As we glorify God, Jesus says, when he is lifted up, he will draw all people to himself. And so at Art Reach, that's what we wanna do, that's what our artists wanna do, is to lift him up through their creative gifts so that we can build that relationship with them to share Christ. And maybe you're a guest of an artist and, and you, you were invited to come today, you've never come to church before. Let me tell you, we are so glad that you're here, but we don't want you to leave empty-handed. We want you to leave with a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we want you to leave with, that you would understand that you were separated from a God that did not create you to be separated from him. He created you to be connected to him forever, but sin disconnected us from God. It was the action, though. It wasn't the consequence. It's not just that you got caught sinning, it's who you are, it's who I am. 
but through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus paying the penalty for our sin, we can be reconciled to a holy God. Every artist who invited you here today wants you to know that. They don't want you to leave empty-handed. They want you to leave with a relationship with Christ. The art may have brought you here, but they want you to leave with Jesus. And so we want to inspire others by sharing our creativity through the arts to encourage and also evangelize to share Christ as well. And then finally, we want you to orient your thinking to take risks as you display your God-given creativity. Yeah, so what do you mean by orient your risk? This, this is a process, it may take a time, it's a shift in your way of thinking. And I can't convince you of that today. Uh, let me tell you something that inspired me. My wife actually gave me a book that was called A Million Little Ways. It's a book by Emily Freeman. And she uh, was very inspiring to me to help me reorient the way I think about this. And you'll have on your sermon notes a quote that, from this book that says this. You might not see yourself as an artist, but you are. It's time to turn down the voice of your inner critic and move into the world with courage to be the one who you most deeply are. Creating a life of meaning is not about finding that one great thing you were made to do. It's about knowing the one great God who you were made to glorify in a million little ways. So we are gonna transition into a time of communion. And what, what I love about putting communion here, especially with this last point, when we're talking about um, taking risks to display your God-given creativity. You know, when I think about what we celebrate in communion, Christ took a risk to display his love for us. He, he took a risk to offer himself and to lay down his life, saying some people will accept him and some people will reject him. But he was willing to display his love for us in a very profound way. And that's what these elements will represent. I mean, when you think about this expression, he takes some very common things that people would have had during those days, bread and wine, and he uses those as symbols, as creatively as, as he could, to display the promises that he's made to us so that we could celebrate the connection that we have with him and with one another. And so we're gonna celebrate that at all of our venues. And so, uh, men, if you would go ahead and come on forward, we're gonna ask that uh, all of you uh, hold on to the elements and then your venue pastor will come up and we'll take the elements together. But let me pray for us. Uh, God, we thank you for taking a risk to lay down your life. But having this creative time at the table where you use these very everyday symbols to express a very profound truth. And so Lord, as we come to the table to celebrate you, we thank you that you created us and that you sent Christ to recreate us so that we could reflect your image. We thank you for Jesus and remember him now. It's in his name we pray, amen.